This is Trackball. The podcast where Brad and Adam discuss the latest news from the world of sports. And from the world of Star Trek. Go Team Trackball! This is probably the worst idea maybe we've ever had. What, the idea for the this podcast? Yeah. No, I think it's, it's great. <laughs> okay. Great. Good. Me too. Me too. That's what I also think. Yeah. Yeah. So so which podcast yeah. is this? Ah, well. <laughs> uh, Trek balls. <laughs> Trek balls. <laughs> Trek Balls. Our new podcast. Episode 001, our new podcast. Trek Balls. We talk about Star Trek and sports that involve balls. Right. All in one podcast. You know, there, because, well, there's a stereotype that you, that, you know, you have like the jocks and the nerds, right? We're here to bring people together, Brad. Exactly. Bringing people together. It's what we do. It's fascinating to learn about the other, the other <laughs> side, right? Can we eliminate xenophobia for once and for all, please? We're, we start now. It's a golden age where two white guys can just get along. <laughs> two middle-aged, kind of overweight white dudes can finally find some common ground. Great. Good. Good. Now that we got that cleared up. So how was your week? <sighs> Let's see. To be honest, Brad, I don't remember. It just kind of went by like a blur. Well, it did because I watched some sports that involved a ball over the weekend. And uh, I was basically just waiting for that to happen. And then once it happened, I essentially went to bed and then went back to work the next day. Right. Because, you know. So you spent your whole week in a state of anticipation. Pretty much. Pretty much. Which then kind of ruined all that time. Well. In a way. You call it ruin, but like anticipation's the best part of most things. Yeah, that is true. You know, so on the, if you were to look at it from the other side, my whole weekend was the best. Because it was all anticipation. That's from Friday night all the way through Saturday. Okay. All the way through Sunday, early afternoon. So you're just counting the weekend in this? Yes. Well, the previous week. Well, it's just a never, it's kind of an infinite sea of time. Well, the previous week was lamenting the previous sports game involving right. a ball. So that like right. I basically just crossed all of that out of my mind. So is this like Cowboys stuff? Well, I, Brad, are they out there now? Brad, shh. I don't want to I didn't want to put too fine a point on it. Okay. You know, uh, people have very strong opinions about things and I'm not here to like shove my opinions in people's faces. And I don't Why not? let's face it, I don't want to be judged by people. How else are you going to bring people together? If you don't convince them all that 
one team is the best. I don't need to do that. I know that they're not the best. That's why I live in a state of like misery half the time, almost literally half the time. Because why don't you just pick a new team then? Brad, you don't pick a team. A team picks you, my friend. Right, right. Anybody who goes Lesson out there. number one. You don't pick your team. Your team picks you. So, fine. If you're just going to be that way about it, yeah. But I didn't send you only Cowboys links. And this is American no, football true. we're talking about. Um, I didn't send you only Cowboys links. I sent you, um, you know, a play from the olden times that, yes, involved the Cowboys. And I sent you a couple of plays from recent histories. Mm-hmm. One, one Cowboys, one not. And those two are both from within the last two years right. or so. Um, but, yes, you don't pick your team. Your team picks you. So uh, now some people will say that you have to be a fan of the sports team that is closest, geographically speaking, to either where you grew up or where you live. That seems to be a common occurrence seems to be right in but my in my limited sampling you've lived within like 100 miles of where you were born your entire life so for you that wouldn't be too much of an issue true true that for depending on which sport it was i suppose but um but at some point i passed over some sort of like tropic of cancer is that the one on the top or the bottom? I'm not sure. I think it's the one on the top. Do you like it better on the top or the bottom? Some sort of m- m- meridian. Um, I like it. Ooh. Well, you like it I on the top, obviously, because you've spent your whole life there. I like it on the top, yeah. The uh, the Because even though I'm still close to where I grew up, I crossed the border. What's this border? I crossed some sort of divide. Well, the divide is like where you were old enough to, like, you hadn't experienced it at all or had any connection to it so that you just don't give a shit. No, geographically, I went from Philly's territory to Steelers territory. Boy, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I mean, I will say if you got out the ruler, we're kind of equidistant. Not really. We are closer to, to... to Pittsburgh a bit. You're closer to Philly. Come on. But I don't think if you, you know, if you looked at the, if you dr- drove around this area, if you looked at people in the eyes, you can see, granted, it's still, you see, it's see not that? 100% clear cut, but it's more or less Steelers country here. I have to say. There's a steely gaze yes. in people's eyes. There's a, there's like, you know, Terrible towels. There's gold and black things everywhere. Now, those are some pretty cool colors for a sports team. I yeah, like I would that. say so. Gold and black. Yeah. It's pretty good. I um, I'll, I guess I should admit this now, but I did have a Steelers shirt growing up that I wore a lot. Well, there you go. Just because it was there. I don't even know why that thing was fucking there, but... I just thought it looked cool. And I was like six years old, so I didn't fucking yeah. know any better. But it just well, looked cool, and I would wear it. And, and just to re- revisit briefly, hopefully briefly, 
I know I told this story in a previous podcast somewhere in episode, somewhere in uh, season one of Gutter Balls. Oh, I'm vaguely remembering this, but please continue. That I was, uh, as, as a wee-wee tyke, I was a Cowboys fan. Oh, my, how the tides have turned. Not that I really understood anything about football, really. Right. But, like, I just decided, well, okay, you're supposed to pick a team, and the Cowboys had, like, the star, and that looked kind of cool. Yes, yeah, really cool. Roger Staubach was out there. So I was like, okay. Tony I had, uh, Dallas Cowboys gloves with the star <laughs> on the back of each hand to wear in the wintertime. Well, at least season two is pretty consistent with season one because we're already just telling the same stories over and over. But yes. yeah, I have those same gloves, maybe New not the season, same exact ones, same, same shit. <laughs> and I have gloves with stars on the back of them right now. I get little gifts from people that yes. I enjoy. I look at them and they make me happy a little bit depending on the week. Other times they just fill me with sadness and regret. That this is how I've chosen to spend a large portion of my life is watching football. Yeah. So you did send me this uh, Larry Allen clip. Yeah. So do we want to just get, let's just go into this? I, I kind of want to talk about this. I would like to do it. I'd like you to kind of watch it and then. Well, I've watched it. I would I'm, like you I've to prepared. watch it right now and talk about it as it's happening, okay. as if you are the play-by-play guy Oh Jesus! talking okay. about this. You're really going to put me on the spot yeah. here. You watch it, and you give us the play-by-play. Okay. Okay. But no, wait, so, wait, wait. You have to turn the sound down so you can't hear what they're saying. Yeah, I have the sound all the way down. Okay. All it right. would just be way too distracting for me. Okay. Although I will, in, the, in full disclosure, I did watch this. Yeah, that's fine. I think two... Two or three times. All right, two to three, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. No fewer than two, no more than so, three. So, here we go. Okay, here, I'm just going to start it over. All right. And All you right, so here be, we go. I'm going to give this go, a shot, go. right? You got to be on your game. I'm on my game. So, some guy gets the ball and is, like, running like a madman down the field. Like, you know, I know. Oh, and then the big guy runs and tackles him. A cowboy, a big cowboy guy. And, like, the guy had the ball, and he was running. Like, I know that's not supposed to happen. You don't want that guy to be running all the way down the field and scoring points. And usually, based on my knowledge of football, usually some guy just doesn't get a chance to run the whole field like that. And this guy's running. But then this big dude comes barreling out of nowhere, like supersonic speed, and just throws himself down, grabs the guy by the ankle, takes him down, stops him, in other words, from doing something that would have been horrible, which would have been getting uh, points. I guess you'd call it a touchdown. Is it a touchdown? If you go, like, like no matter how you score it, you just get the ball behind that line, you call it a touchdown, I guess. I don't know. I'm just wondering, are, are you done with the play-by-play? That's or what I saw, yes. The asking play-by-play, me a question. I'm done. Now I'm asking you a question. <laughs> oh, okay. I kind of just seamlessly went in there. Yeah, it was good. I mean, you missed your calling. But, yeah, it's a touchdown. <laughs> if um, <laughs> So can I provide a little additional context to this play? Oh, please do, because I'm sure I don't have the context. I mean, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. So we'll say this. The Dallas Cowboys are on offense. It means they got the ball, 
right? Wait, the Cowboys are on offense. The Cowboys are on offense. Oh, really? Did you not even know that small, very important fact? No. Well, how would I know that? But the Cowboys are the ones in the white jerseys with the stars on their helmet. But how do I know? Oh, I see. The ball was kind of... See, I missed up on that detail. So let's rewind for a second. And and really the point... I don't want to anyway. give you too much grief about this because the place, like the the YouTube clip starts like almost right when they snap it. So it's a little confusing when it starts right. out. Like it's hard yes. to tell what's going but on. But you can kind of tell who's on off. Well, no, I guess not. The camera always goes. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so here was the thing when I first watched this. It just looked like any old play, probably. Okay, they well, passed it. Well, I was it. like, I thought they threw the ball the in the air. Of the video is Larry Allen is a gazelle. Okay, and you're so like, I was like, okay, Larry Allen, he's a gazelle. This guy gets the ball and is like running like crazy, and people are going crazy. I'm like, oh, this is the cool thing that happens, right? Like this guy is fucking gonna just grab the ball and run all the way. Like whatever, seventy yards down the field with this thing, and on and very good. That is almost exactly seventy yard, maybe a little bit more, but yeah, nice yeah. work. Yeah, and he does look like he has rocket boosters on. In all fairness, like right, yeah. And so I was like, wow, this guy is a gazelle. And then he gets tackled. I'm like, well, that's kind of anticlimactic. He didn't, like, make a touchdown. Why did Adam send me this thing? A gazelle wouldn't have gotten tackled. <laughs> yeah. And then um, then I realized, oh, but I'm like, but, you know, Adam really likes the Cowboys. So why would he send me some guy, like, showing up the Cowboys? <laughs> and then I was like, you know, I realized, oh, wait, okay, it's really the fact that there's this giant man. Who I'm guessing is not supposed to be able to run like that based on his like physical stature, yet somehow manages to like, like put on the rocket boosters of his own, except he needs heavy duty rocket boosters with like auxiliary tanks because he's huge. He's got nitro on yeah, there, the you know, fucking barrel down here. Like leaves Vin, everyone else behind and Vin fucking Diesel takes style. this guy down. Yes, <laughs> it was like a move worthy of Fast and the Furious. Like the rocket Vin Diesel would have done this. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that's completely accurate, and that's why I sent this to you. So Larry Allen is an offensive lineman, um, th and this is his rookie season. I'm going to say, I guess it was, I think I told you it was 93, but I guess it's 94. Yeah, it says 94 in the video description, although the video description is kind of wonky. Yeah. So it I, has a lot of keywords. I so if you're looking for like cord blood or <laughs> um, mesothelioma law firm, which you might actually need, Adam, given some of your past stories. True. That's true. Um, you know, donate car to Charity California. Um, sure. Motor replacements could, might be able to use one of those yeah. at some point. Or, you know, if you want to watch an adorable wolf turn into a puppy. This is where you go. This is all here on this video. I would say that Larry Allen is the adorable wolf in that situation. And Darian Connor is the puppy. And who knows what their WebEx costs are. They must be through the roof, though, because this has almost 400,000 views at this point. Whew. They may be. Now, how does the NFL not take this clip down? Aren't they pretty, like, I'm asking you. 
They're pretty. I'm guessing they crazy. are somehow allowing it. Although I can't because pers- one of the clips you sent me, yeah, has an ad. Well, not only has an ad, but because like, uh, you're, I I tried to watch it on my phone. And well, so here's where we're going to turn this into a geek tech podcast for a moment. But I have the new iOS, iOS 10. And when you send me a link now, I get I don't just see the I don't see the link. I see like a little like thumbnail preview with a description and I click on it. Okay, And they're doing that now in the messages app. Was the description all the random keywords? No, it just said like Larry Allen okay. is a gazelle. So it's the actual description. But not you the... can actually just touch it and it just plays like in the messages app. Who it just actually buttons? will even play in the little speech bubble even. Right. I know. I don't really like that. Yeah. I'm. I want to be able to a, see it bigger. Sure. Well, you can then click it and make it full screen. Okay, because some people want. have sent me shit and it just plays in the thing. And no matter yeah. what I do to it, I can't make it bigger. I mean, I, know, I, I feel it. like I've been stuck in that situation, too. It doesn't seem right, but I know that somehow I'm failing. But one of the videos, the second video you sent me, when I tried to watch that in, in messages in a little bubble, it said, well, I was really trying to launch it in YouTube, but I click it and it starts to try to play in the little bubble. And I get to little the NFL due to a claim by the NFL Watching this on an external site has been disabled. External from? From YouTube. So they're allowed to watch it on YouTube. Yeah, you just can't go and bet it. So I guess they're trying to prevent people from like making their own money and like making their own website, like greatmomentsofthenfl.com, and just embedding it all from YouTube. But it seems like they're allowing, okay, you uploaded a game clip, like that's fine. Will allow it, or it could even do something like like how you said it plays an ad, but that ad actually goes back to the NFL that revenue. Right, assuming right, right, YouTube right. realizes that they're like, okay, you've uploaded an NFL thing, but like just so you know, they still own it. They're gonna let you play it, but they're gonna put an ad on it and collect the revenue. Sorry, because it's not yours anyway. Yeah, I've had that happen to They kind of do that. So I think that's what NFL has like decided versus the whole, like, we're going to try to lock this down. Um, and I guess because it's not live gaming, which is really their bread and butter, they're just, I, I guess they're kind of somewhat wisely deciding, like, okay, let people watch the clips, and we be can fans, make- <laughs> get into it, and then they're going to want to go. Because now I watch these clips, I might be, oh, Monday night, I might want to, like, tune in what's happening on the... The football. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes it's boring as shit, but, you know, more often than not, you'll see some crazy ass, like, feat of amazingness like that. Something that should just not be able to happen will happen. And it's the closest thing we have to actual superheroes sometimes, like physically dominant superheroes, Mm -hmm. I should say. Classic definition of like somebody who performs feats of incredible strength or speed. You got the Olympics once every four years, but you know, you got 16 weeks of, well, 19 weeks, 20 weeks of NFL football where something insane will happen. Um, so let me, let me read you this. This is one of the reasons I wanted to send you this. But um, so this is. Larry Allen was just inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame a couple years back in 2013. So 
This is what was said about him. This is an NFL writer now who was actually one of the founding founding dudes of the Cowboys, Gil Brandt. He was the, um, Jesus, I don't know. He wasn't the president. He might have been the general manager. And then Tom Landry was the coach. Tech Schramm was the president. Tech Schramm, okay. Right? And my grandfather's name was Tex, so there's a little connection which might give you some insight as to how I possibly ended up a Cowboys fan. But this says, so this is a little write-up for his induction into uh, Canton, they call it. Canton, Ohio, I suppose. It's in Ohio. It's where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is. In November 1993, I was chairman of the selection committee for the East-West Shrine game, and I invited Allen, who was a standout player at Sonoma State. Sonoma State, not known. I'm Now I'm... This is me talking now. Sonoma State, not known as a football powerhouse. So he didn't come from one of the big schools. But to participate in the game the following January, Allen had a pre-practice physical, as all invitees did, and I remember that he had stab marks on his body. The result of a rough childhood in Compton, California, it was hard to believe he survived. Now as he gets request now as he gets ready to be enshrined he's requested that a scar from a similar wound on his forehead be included on his official bust. So they make these like bronze busts out of everybody. He's like no, keep that shit there. The thing that was amazing about him is that he didn't really play organized football until he was 15 years old. And he went on to be named to the NFL All-Decade teams for the 1990s and 2000s. And that's a rare feat. Allen had great strength, even though he never lifted prior to attending Butte Junior College. Never lifted weights until he went to college. He also had top-notch speed when he entered the NFL. Both of those traits were on display in one famous play that came in a Monday night game against the New Orleans Saints in 1994, Allen's rookie year. Darian Connor had intercepted a pass from Troy Aikman, and it looked like he was headed for an easy touchdown so yes you were right that's a touchdown until Allen ran him down and tackled him you talk about a signature play that was a signature play Allen was so strong so athletic and so competitive it was just hard to believe so Larry Allen is an offensive lineman he weighed 325 pounds yes he could bench press over 700 pounds I don't know how much benching you've done Brad, I've done some. What do you bench? I'd rather not say because it's an incredibly small amount. All right, let's go. Same time. One. No, hold on. I have to. Well, I have to actually, to be honest, think about the, All the, right. the truth of it. Okay, we'll go on three. You tell me when you're ready. Well, so here's the question, right? <clears throat> Just one. You only have to bench it once. To bench it once. I don't know if I've ever tried to max out like that. All right, then just whatever you got. On so three. what I, I know, I'm not going to say. It's too humiliating. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. We're going to find out. All right. One, I'll say my best. You say your best. On three. Okay. One, two, three. 120. I didn't say anything. Yeah. You six me there. <laughs> I don't know what mine was either, to be honest with you. I was just pulling, I, I was pulling the oldest trick in the book, the yep. Boogie Nights trick. Yep, you got it. I got gotcha. you. Thing, I have strangely, and I don't know, maybe I'm just being like weird because people are like, "Well, fine, like I'm not a pro athlete, so what do you expect?" Like that's a decent amount. I don't know. I feel like my upper body 
I have some, I must have some kind of issue. I feel like my upper body strength is not there the way it should be. I have benched more than that, but I was spending like, I took, that's like two years worth where I was just working out all the time. Yeah. But that's also not the, I mean, I'm sure I could bench more if I like tried to push myself. That's just my typically like in my workout right now, what I bench, but that's like doing right. Like, like three reps of like 10 at that level. So yeah, three sets or three sets of 10 reps. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, and I would do something like that, too. I might start out at 80, for God's sakes. Like, I don't care Mm -hmm. about the actual weight. It's like, just work your muscles, make them feel good, push yourself just a tiny bit, not much. Just, you know, move your body. I haven't even done that much in a long time. So anyway, six times as much as that, basically. Yeah. 700 pounds. (laughs) It's kind of hard to even imagine. And he weighed 325 pounds, and he plays on the offensive line. So the offensive line in football, you know, you got two, like, lines of dudes, big dude, biggest dudes on the field, and they line up right in front of each other, nose to nose, helmet to helmet. The guy on offense who's in the middle has the ball on the ground, and he has to shove it through his legs so the quarterback can grab it. Sometimes quarterbacks right there all weirdly like touching up in the guy's butthole and he just hands it to him. So they're both touching it at the same time. Other times he snaps it and the quarterback's like, you know, five yards away, four yards away. And he like throws it to him through his legs. And then all those big dudes down there just smash into each other. The dudes on defense are trying to smash through. The dude's on offense, so they can take the much smaller man and drive him into the dirt and hopefully break him in half so that he doesn't play anymore. And then that would be a good play. Dudes on offense are obviously trying to prevent those other dudes on defense from doing that because they don't want their teammate to be dead. So Larry Allen is one of those huge dudes on the offensive line. And not only that, in his rookie year, it looks like, at least on this play, because he was always a guard when I knew it, and there's five guys on the offensive line. The guy who snaps the ball to the quarterback is called the center. And then on either side of him, there's a guard. One on the right, one on the left. Right guard, left guard. There's three dudes. And then on either side of those guards, there's a right tackle, and a left tackle. So going from the inside out, you have one center, two guards, one on either side, two tackles, one on either side. Larry Allen was playing right tackle. So 325 pounds, offensive lineman, right tackle. Darian Connor, who intercepted that pass, who was playing for the Saints, is a linebacker. Now, he's a linebacker that plays some coverages. He's not... Depends on what kind of defense you play, but some linebackers are bigger than other. But he's kind of a middle-of-the-field type of linebacker, which means he's a little smaller, he's a little shorter, not quite as heavy. Like, he's not 6'5 and, like, 280 pounds, which if you're a linebacker that plays up closer to the big uglies on the line, then you're a little bigger. But a linebacker, like, he's a true linebacker. He's backing up the line. He's not on the line. Right. He's He's back behind the line 
So this dude, I'm trying to find stats on him so I can see, like, get, like, how tall. Oh, here, I got it. He's, um, <clears throat> first of all, he's a second-round pick, pick number 28 in uh, 1990. Career NFL statistics. Ready for this? 30, 33 sacks. Do you know what a sack is? No. That's when you try to break the quarterback in half by driving him into the ground. So if you can tackle the quarterback before he can throw it or run, then that's a sack. Okay. And guess how many interceptions he had, which what you just watched was him intercepting the ball. He wasn't supposed to be the one catching it, in right. other words. Troy Aikman was the quarterback for the Cowboys. He was trying to throw it to one of his own guys. But instead, right. the bad guys caught it. That's an interception when the person on the other team catches it. Right. And that wasn't on purpose. That's an interception. Right. Guess how many of those he had. In 114 games played, how many interceptions he had in his career. I can't even hazard a guess. I think since I've built it up this way, you should guess. 141. I don't know. One. 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 Well, I can go the other way. Okay. <laughs> and this is the one where Larry Allen is like a gazelle. Right. And performs this incredible feat. So I have to insert something here. You can insert away, please. And again, I'm going to get my nerd all over the, the footballness of this. So first you're inserting, now you're getting your nerd all over everything. Yeah, that's yes. usually how it works. That's, that's usually the order of operations, right? Usually, hopefully, hopefully. Otherwise, just, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want. Yeah, don't mm. reverse those. No, you don't want to be pushing rope. But no. the <laughs> Larry Allen, Larry Allen is a gazelle. So Larry he, Allen, like, came out of nowhere, super fast. This is a video. Right. Showing him going crazy fast is a gazelle, is what they say. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we but we're witnessing it. Barry Allen is the Flash from DC Comics. Well, that's fucking interesting. Now, is that the name of the like his alter ego, the yes. Flash's alter ego, Barry Allen? Barry Allen. So both Larry Allen and Barry Allen are known for going exceedingly fast. <laughs> And well, it's just weird. And every time we're having this conversation saying Larry Allen, I'm like, Larry Allen? Like it's, like, it's as if, like, someone's name was, like, I don't know, Clark Kentman or something. Right, right. Or Bruce if, Dwayne. <laughs> or if somehow a person's name influenced from a very young age, like, the career path they would choose. Right. It exactly. would be like the Secretary of Education being called, like, I don't know. Spelling or something. You wouldn't want that to be the case. No. Or maybe, yes. I don't know. Or maybe you would want it to be that. But anyway, so I just thought I'd point that out. Because any point to, to you know, bring up, uh, you know, again, to bring the connection between the two universes, I feel like I have to take that. No, that's good. I, I like that you did that. Because I... I was probably going on too long, like even just talking about offensive and defensive lines and linebackers, I felt like I was doing too much. I was get creating a, uh, you know, a mental picture. Okay. It took some concentration. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully our listeners were able to concentrate 
as well and and, and create that uh in in their uh in their theater of the mind. So, and my point of doing that was, and the whole point of watching the video of gigantic ass gazelle fast, apparently Larry Allen was that there's, you know, those two lines that I described. Basically, when you start before you snap the ball, the farther away a player is from the ball, the smaller and faster they are. So the linebackers are farther from the ball. They're faster and smaller than the linemen. Then you go a little farther back, then you've got corners, cornerback, which don't be confused with quarterback, cornerbacks. 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 And safeties. And we're talking about defense here. And those guys are even smaller and even faster, traditionally, right? So the whole like amazingness about Larry Allen running down this linebacker is, for all intents and purposes, he has no fucking business being anywhere close to this dude, especially since the linebacker, who's smaller and supposedly faster, has like a 10-yard head start with a full head of steam. And Larry Allen is standing fucking still and sees him like, oh shit, I better catch him. So he's standing still, and the other guy, who's smaller and faster and has a 10-yard head start, is like even with him. He's like parallel with him, and he's off to the races, and Larry Allen has to go from basically a dead stop and run him down within what at that point is like what 50 yards yeah so so here you got 50 yards outrun that humongous terrifying man who's coming after you no problem he weighs like 100 pounds more than you nope anyway that was my point i just sent you a link about margaret spellings yeah she was the secretary of education how about that? Yeah. Margaret Spelling, Secretary of Ed. Just, did she have a choice? Jesus. Well, I mean, there's a lot of those. Like, there I was. Know. Well, that wasn't her. That was her, That's her married name? It's her married name. Married name. Married name. Right. So, she so didn't, maybe she, she had was a attracted choice. to that guy based on his name. Oh, that could be. That's a good point. But, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of those out there. There are. My pediatrician was Dr. Childs. Oh, boy. I can never remember them when push comes to shove. She's a senior advisor to the Boston Consulting Group. I wonder if they're affiliated with Boston Dynamics. That's, oh. (laughs) Do do they have to do that to the robots? We've (laughs) talked about that enough. I know. Probably. But I think we can go. No, I don't want to do it right now. But I think in general we can like explore that right dynamic a little bit more. All right, your turn because you right. sent me some crazy fucking shit that it's like I was looking for cool ass football stuff, and then it's like. Okay, here's a link from Brad, and it's like, oh, my God. I lasted like three seconds. I had to turn it off. That's really it? You didn't watch it? No, I did. I had to wait like 20 minutes. I had to like, you know, go, I watched Larry Allen a couple of times. I smoked some cigarettes. I drank some beers, and then I watched it. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about uh, Star Trek. There and sure how is. bad it can be sometimes. So is that why you sent this to me? Do you want me? 
to describe what I watched. I yeah, guess, why don't you or, describe it? Let's see what what did it look like to your. So you've not seen this before, or have you? I, I I don't remember seeing exactly this. I know that you've sent me some like horrendously embarrassing Star Trek original series stuff before. Yeah, and I'm always just like I'm coming in with no frame of reference, like a child who wanders into the middle of a movie, you know. And it's just like what, what? Yeah, let's all get along. We get it, dude. But it's like why, why? And I feel like even Next Generation had some like well, some of this shit in it. Too. But this is different, though, right? Is because it these oh, because these guys they're... singing are like the bad guys? Well, they turn out to be. You think they're okay? They're just some. So it's like them, obviously, on the Enterprise in some. I don't even know what the purpose of the room is that they're in. Doesn't seem to have it's a purpose. It's like some sort of rec room or something. It's a rec room with nothing in it to rec with, though. Oh, there's like yeah. There's that a, might be true. There's a square that you can like uncomfortably sit on. Anyway, whatever. You're probably right. Well, I guess it right. depends on which one you're talking about. The first one is 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 they're in sick bay. Well, maybe that's the one I'm thinking. So maybe of. that's the one. Here, I'll I'll bring this up a little bit. Oh my God! It's pretty fucking great. So this is the famous Star Trek episode featuring the space hippies, right? That many people right. consider to be the worst. A lot. Some people consider Spock's brain to be the worst. I personally consider Turnabout Intruder to be the worst. But what? So what? Ha- I haven't seen the whole episode. You haven't seen a whole football game either. So, sure. so that's okay. fine. Yeah. No, seeing so, this stuff out of context is even better. I is mean, it? I, I mean, I watch this, and what I see is like I know that this show came out in the '60s, mid '60s, right? And what I see is like. A lot of like current day pop culture influencing what's supposed to be what some future like right, the en- 23rd enlightened century. Okay, some enlightened race. I'm not even talking about the Enterprise people, Federation people. See, I know some shit. I'm talking about like this culture that they've discovered who are on their ship. It's Right. But it just is very reflective so, of 60s, like flower children, like f- folk, like trending towards Beatles type music, not even Beatles type, but just like singer songwriters yeah, like with folk like music, almost folk music, tie dyes, men in like skimpy clothing, turning well, I- around the gender expectations on appearance. And it's just like, ugh. We'll put some flowers yes. on their foreheads and give him the one dude a cauliflower ear to make him look like aliens, and then we're cool. Right. And the guy with the purple hair is also supposed to be an alien, and I guess the purple hair makes him that. Well, I assume that because he had the purple hair. Yeah. He was actually... That's he, His it. name is Tongo Rad, <laughs> and he is a ambassador's son, which is why the Enterprise had to put up with these guys. They couldn't just, they couldn't just, uh, like, say, you guys are fucking stupid. Get the fuck out of here. 
so all of these people are welcome right now because of Tongo Rad and his yes. association with them. Yes. So what? Ha- so so let me back up before I even explain. If I even get around, to explain well, I was the trying to e- explain what I experienced. But sure, I th- sure. But I think I'm done. Like that's well, did it. Did you keep? So you watched it. So eventually Spock gets in on it with them. Well, and I really was hoping when I first saw him walk in, I'm like, good, Spock is here. Like, maybe he's going to, like, lay down some, you know, very logical justice on these fucks. But it didn't happen. And I wasn't even really thinking they were fucks, but it's like, you can see what's going on there. Like, the Enterprise crew is starting to, like, really get into the music, and they're starting to bounce around, and it's like, right. oh, this guy is, is like, speaking to us, speaking yeah. to and us through Scotty's his music. All, oh, I hate these fucking hippies. Well, that was in the second oh, no, one, I think. Oh, no, Sulu's tapping his finger. Right, he's looking this at people. This is chaos. Yeah, it's terrible. Such what, a square. Why do young minds have to be so undisciplined? Right. Know? It's like, don't you remember, Scotty? <laughs> Kirk says... We had some undisciplined times when we were young, whatever. Yeah. Ugh. So, the thing that's interesting about these clips, and I, I, I did have to send you four of them, and the thing is, that's not even all the music in this episode. There's so much music in this episode, it's mind-boggling. Isn't the episode only like 23 minutes long? No, it's like 47 minutes oh, long. Oh, it was an hour-long program? Yeah. Okay. And so much music in this episode. So are they? That's all. You only got a sample of it. When when I think about Star Trek original series, it was supposed to be very progressive, right? You know, they'd include different races, gender equality was the norm, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so when I first you sent this to me, and I started watching, and it's like, oh, let's. Let's be nice to the hippies. They're people, too, even though, like, they seem very silly. And their main method of communication is just singing with their shirts off and trying to find common ground. Like we're doing, they're trying to find common ground. And it's like, stop being such squares, enterprise people. But then, as I watched all four, it's like, you start to get the sense, like, no, they actually are fucks. And they do turn out to be fucks, and they try to, like, take over the ship, and they're yeah. making people unconscious and shit. So what? It's like there were... Like, what's it the was bigger like, message, though? It's exactly. like, I, I thought that Star Trek was all about inclusion and, like, we're all, equality, and no, but it's not. It's like, no, they are fucks. So here's what happened along those lines. This was from... This was one of the... Last episodes of Star Trek. Just remember to explain it to me as if I'm a child. Yes. I'll, I will attempt to. Thank you. This this was like episode 74 or 75. How many episodes were there? 79. Oh, boy. So when Star Trek started its third season. Were they pulling a lynch? Like just giving everybody the middle finger? Like you're going to cancel our show? Fuck no, you. not really. What in essence happened is Gene Roddenberry, uh, a lot of the producers and writers, more or less, like just left. And he's the director. Did he direct? Gene Roddenberry created the show. He was the showrunner. He was the producer. 
You know, he wrote some episodes. I don't know if he directed any of them. He wasn't Kirk, though. That's William Shatner. Right. Gene Roddenberry was the main creative force behind Star Trek. And, that you know, had the vision of the inclusive society and, you know, and, and you know, and he pushed the network's boundaries by, like, oh, we're going to have, in this episode, there's a romance between a, a, a white man and a black woman. Is this the episode like that. with the first um, nationally televised interracial kiss? Star Trek had that, yes. But it's not this episode. It's not this episode, okay. no. I'm aware of that, historically speaking. Yes. Star the historical Trek, oh. records have taught me that about yes. Star Trek. Um, so they I give up. went... But but more or less, Roddenberry like just surrender. diverted his he just moved his attention away from the show. He's like, this show is pretty much done. I'm going to set my sights on next generation. I'm going to start working on the next thing, right? And he did create a bunch of weird TV pilots and stuff afterwards. But he more or less just wasn't there anymore. He just more or less checked out, as did a lot of the other uh, people involved on the creative side of the show. And what you ended up with was these weird scripts that did not really make sense in Star Trek, you know, based on what we saw about this, again, this kind of inclusive society. Um, you know, famously, there is an episode... Well, one, the third season has all of the real clunkers. I mentioned the three possible worst episodes. All three of them were from the third season. Spock's brain... Way to Eden, which is the one we're discussing today, and uh, Turnabout Intruder. Turnabout Intruder is actually the last episode. Okay. But anyway, I digress slightly. So you had these. So there was, a, there was also an episode, All Our Yesterdays, in which Spock gets angry and jealous. See, and already. And kind of I- like tries to, like, you know. Um, you know, starts yelling at McCoy for getting too close to his woman, like trying to like, you know, oh, you're no, she's mine. Back off, dude. I saw her. What is this like 2015 era Star Trek? Come on. But again, it kind of got changed and there's this explanation added that, oh, since he had like traveled back in time since they were back in time in this episode, he somehow reverted to the like more savage way Vulcans were before they adopted logic, which really makes no sense. <sighs> but at least they attempted to offer some explanation. They apparently did that because Leonard Nimoy had the script, and he's like, dude, this makes no sense. Like Spock doesn't act this way. How am I supposed to act this out? Like That's the degree of shambles they were in toward the end. And you had a lot of shitty episodes, and this is one of them. Or again, it seems like, yes, this was written by, like, the Nixon administration or something. It's a bizarre <laughs> anti-hippie episode. Well, this would so be So it's not when, just silly uh, enough that it has fucking hippies in it to start, but then on top of it, it's like a weird, like, yeah, hippies are full of shit. Administration is, is not the preferred nomenclature for this time and place. This is when he was first man of California. Right, right. Not of the nation. But, uh, but yeah. Okay, so so, that, so it all went to shit. These are some of the last what handful of episodes, and they just like the people who came in, the showrunners and whoever the writers, 
everybody kind of jumped ship and the new people that were there only had they hadn't seen all the episodes clearly and they just had this vague idea of what right. Star or they Trek just didn't was going to be it was just like yeah like write a, a story about people on a spaceship and it's like okay but i think it's more than that because there there still is the idea that the nugget the kernel of the idea is still there it's two disparate cultures clashing mm-hmm. together right but yeah. whereas originally the most important element of that was that you could find a way to like have peace or at least if not peace like don't resort to violence and this just wasn't that at all they just immediately well not i don't know if it's immediately but by the end of one episode they're uh fucking with each other right and it just doesn't yeah, it makes doesn't make sense on there's, multiple levels. There's no nuance here. Really, yeah, Star Trek is kind of like, well, I want to say it's in some ways, right? In some ways, it is like the kind of hippie manifesto realized, right? Everyone gets along. Sure. It's all peace. You know, the sh- it's a ship of exploration. It's not a ship of war, although it does have the phasers and shit on it. And photons. You know, let's forget about the fact that it is kind of based on, in a way, in this like imperialist right mindset. If only everybody else can think like us, look how great it's going to be. Right. But, <laughs> but anyway, this is a really shitty episode. Although the songs are kind of catchy. Well, they're very like uh, I was going to say. Um, Cat Stevens, that's not even right. Jim Croce, that's not even right. Like, it's earlier than that. It's like, uh, I couldn't even say. I couldn't yeah, even say. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to say. Like, a little lamer and earlier than both of those two. Yeah. The guy, though, the guy, the main singer guy. You could tell he's just an asshole just by his fucking face. His fucking outfit, though. Why are they always top notch? Why are they always doing this with the thigh highs? <laughs> like that's another thing they're trying to like reverse these gender roles, but it's like I don't want to see this guy like shirtless basically with thigh highs. I thigh highs, Brad, are sacred. If he was shirtless, oh. well, he as that he, would be one thing. He is shirtless. I think it's almost worse. That he's wearing a shirt that has, like, a collar. It's not a shirt. It's a cape that has a couple ribbons draped over yeah, his it's chest. it's a cape with a collar and then a strip of fabric that goes from the collar down to the groin area. Oh, God. And thigh highs. I just, I need to, I feel it's important yeah. to he's repeat this. He's, in essence, this. wearing Speedos, a strip of fabric down the center of his chest, and thigh highs. Do not fuck with the thigh highs. That's sacred territory. Well, I don't know, man. What was once sacred? You gotta, you know, you gotta kind of be open-minded a little bit. It's the 23rd century. Brad, this is the 23rd century, okay? It's not nom. There are rules. Men don't wear thigh highs. And at least in my mental palace, there ain't no men wearing thigh highs. Yes. So you mentioned Spock coming in. So what they did is also the old switcheroo in that, you know, Kirk is all like, oh, these damn kids, so fucking annoying. At what I thought was going to happen. Whereas Spock is all like, 
Well, here, can I tell you what I thought was going to happen, though? Because I mentioned Spock coming in. I was like, good, finally. Let's get some order in here. But Spock's carrying some sort of futuristic 23rd century loot or some shit. Yep. And he comes in all stern-faced, emotionless. And I'm like, good. Spock is going to show them what actual music is. He's going to do his passionless logic music, and all their heads are going to explode. But instead, he just stands there. So I don't know if you cut that out or didn't. Well, I couldn't send me find the next one that clip. continues it perfectly. I don't know why I couldn't find it on YouTube. But then the next video, more or less, is the next thing where because the guy says like, "Hey, I don't know. I guess you didn't see him say that." But in essence, Spock came there to jam with them because he was invited. But we never see him jam. The next yeah, the one next I, video, well, he's no, the, jamming there with the girl. He's jamming with the chick by himself, like locked in a room or something, almost no, as if they I mean, put her in prison. It's just bad uh, camera angling or a bad, like, the way YouTube cut it without the establishing shot. But they're, in essence, jamming, still jamming out in that rec room together. Like, that's the immediate aftermath of that. I didn't get that at all from those two clips. But granted, while they were doing that... And, like, piping the music throughout the ship. They're sedating everybody, and the ship's being overrun. Well, they were not sedating everyone yet, but, in essence, they're breaking their leader out of the cell. Well, they're kind of sedating them, because everybody's, like, caught up. Everybody's kicking the jams. They're kicking out the jams. That's true. But later, you see everyone literally, like, passed out on the floor. Well, that's because they're doing... And that's the other thing. Like, they do this bullshit, like... Vulcan neck pinch. It's like, oh, I know. Let's give these flower, like 23rd century flower children, like their version of the Vulcan neck pinch so they can right. just put people to sleep by gently touching both sides of a person's right. neck. And, and, but, and the guy and the person always goes, <sighs> every time. Because they're passing out so, like, wonderfully. Like, it's yeah. actually a nice, it's the best pass out. He's really just, like, injecting them with so much fucking LSD <laughs> through his thumbs <laughs> that they just kind of, like, pass out in a wonderful dream. Is this an anti-Dennis Leary propaganda piece at this point? At this point, I th- oh, I definitely think so. Because the, the main guy, Dr. Severin, he's, like, their leader who is like an academic who then had this idea about, you know, Eden and in essence, it's the tuning out thing. Like, oh, all this 23rd century technology is getting us down. We need to go to like a pure planet and we can just like eat the fruit off the trees and just be at peace and everything. Like Danny, Danny McBride and the monkey guy in the pool. If you say so. Yeah. But what happens is when they get there... It's not an answer, Chaka. So here's the end of the episode. It's your name, Chaka. Yeah, I don't know it. I'm sorry, you don't know what? They get to Eden. Spaced out for a second. They get to Eden somehow. They go down to Eden, and at first glance does seem like this amazing paradise. They've arrived. This is what they've been trying to do. Is it lush, Brad? And it's very lush. And is this it is tropical? what their whole thing with the Enterprise was. Is it tropical, though, Brad? Was to get to Eden. Really? Their five year continuing mission? No, that's what the hippies were. Oh. And that's why they commandeer the Enterprise and put everyone to sleep with some kind of ultrasonic waves. Of awesome 
like folk music. Right. They they go to Eden, and it seems lush, but it turns out looks are deceiving. Dinosaurs. The as the grass. The ass is grass. like acid. It burns their feet. No, it doesn't. Adam, the Adam is the guy with like the weird guitar-like thing. No, he's not. The main thing, he eats an apple off the tree and dies. No, he doesn't. Because it's poison. So their Eden wasn't that Eden after all. That'll teach you to always be looking to the future. You know? Never satisfied with where you are. What you are doing. (sighs) Grass is always greener, Brad. Right. So... Well, those I'm assholes. I'm not sure what the point of the episode is exactly. If but. you think somebody's an asshole at first glance and they seem insufferable, you're probably right. Yeah, I guess that's it. Star Trek in a nutshell. All right, well, thank you for this, Brad. But I wanted to share this because I love the tunes. <laughs> I love the outfits, even though you took some stuff with the, some problem with the thigh. And I love the incomprehensibility of the messaging of the plot. I do love the incomprehensibility of the messaging of the plot. What about the, like, I don't know if he's the henchman, the main henchman with the, he's not the purple haired guy, but the guy with the cauliflower ear, like wrestler's ear, don't they call no, that the wrestler's ear? the guy with the ear? cauliflower ear is like the leader. That's Dr. Severin. Who's the guitar guy? The he guitar seems like guy the leader. is just the guitar guy. Well, he seems like he's doing all the heavy lifting. Well, he does a lot of the lifting in terms of the singing. That's what I mean. And that puts he's everybody to sleep. No, he, he doesn't actually put people to sleep. Um, people fall asleep because... Um, what what eventually happens is the hippies end up taking control of the ship. They get into auxiliary control and like take over the ship from there and produce some type of like sonic wave that they broadcast through the ship. It's not the singing that actually puts them to sleep. Okay, Doctor Severin is like fucking around with the circuits and the little board, and then it ends up creating some kind of wave that knocks everybody out. But basically, the banjo guy, he's like putting people into a state where they're more susceptible to being put to sleep. Yeah, it could because be. Because they're kind of grooving, you know, they're getting into the into the groove. Yeah. They're but starting he's to feel also, the vibe. I think, innocent. Like, he genuinely but, just wants people to get along. Maybe And he so. works to be like, hey, like, let's get, you know, us hippies and you enterprise people, like... Let's do a jam session to kind of like so we can reach each other and kind of create some understanding. And he, I think he's genuine about that. Like the leader, like the people, the followers are generally more or less innocent. They're just kind of corrupted by the evil guy with the cauliflower ears. So kind of like. Who isn't what he seems. So kind of like Goebbels, you know, was pretty much innocent. He's just a good speaker, an author. You know, he's got his medical degree. He's just following orders and, like, just wanted to, you know, propel humanity in the right direction. We learned a lot of some medical shit from him that we wouldn't otherwise have. I guess you're not wrong. I mean, I'm just being an asshole. You're just an asshole. Right. Right. He did have some. They're also, because he's the banjo guy, is the one that dies when he eats the fruit. So they're also creating, like, a. So wait, wait, I thought you meant that. 
It's not the doctor guy that dies. The banjo guy dies. Well, the banjo guy dies. The, the, then the doctor guy dies too. Why? Because he is, even though, so seeing that the banjo guy died and that the grass is acid and that everything on the planet is poisonous. He went down and more with or less ship. inhospitable. He was just like, he kind of is just like, was unable to accept it. And even though like the Enterprise crew at this point had him like, um, you know, like in custody or whatever, he did some like crazy suicide run like like no and like ran away and grabbed an apple and took a big bite and like died that's a like small token of um i don't even know what to call it i guess he's like the cult leader that kind of like commits suicide when his world when the illusions are shattered or whatever. Well, I was, yeah, I was going to say accountability like maybe he took a little bit of accountability for all of his you know, terrible decisions that brought everybody to this place. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd have to rewatch the episode to get maybe some of the nuance, but yeah, something like that. Or maybe just more even just kind of like cowardice. he couldn't accept himself like how far he's fallen. You know, like his followers realize he's just full of shit now. Or maybe it's the opposite of accountability in that case because right, he, exactly. he didn't want to I mean. face it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, we'll put the links to all these these clips if you want to see them, or even if you want to watch the whole episode. It's entitled "The Way to Eden." We'll definitely make sure that's available. Star for Trek: everyone. The Original Series is remastered. Looks pretty sharp. It's not sixteen by nine, though, right? No. Okay. All right. It, it's not. I no. We, we don't what, want that. Yeah. What I will say is. Um, Next time we do Trek Balls, I'll pick a good episode instead of a shitty one. All right. I'll tell you what. I'll pick either a good episode or there is there are some episodes dealing with sports. And so maybe just to stick the theme in there, I may have to do that. I was debating making that the episode, too. But maybe that'll be the next time. All right. So next time it'll either be a sports episode of Star Trek or an actual good one. All right. And I'll either have some really, really bad football plays for you to watch, or I'll have some football slash theatricality crossovers for us to watch. How's that? Sounds awesome. All right. Well, so you did send some other things. Do we, are we going to talk about that? Or I, uh, No. No, man. Uh, we just no. can't get into that now. It's no, it's too much. It's too. It's listen, just too much. The All first right. one was supposed to be like, you the know, one. No, not the one. Just like here's a just a th- kind of a throwaway. Just look at this, and then we get to the real stuff. But we spent like a half hour on it. Well, it occurred to me that I did have to, which I haven't even begun to do, but I have to give some background and some context and explain. Like it's not a narrative piece of entertainment like no matter how right. esoteric this fucking star trek shit is like it's still something like it's a story you know right and football are stories but like to fully appreciate them i think you have to know a little bit about like the mechanics and the mundane shit of the game to appreciate it which is boring so i think we spent a little bit of time on that for that first play so i can save these trust me 
I can have him queued up for another episode of Trek Balls. All right. Yeah, I would actually like to talk about these. Clips, yeah. Because I did watch them, and I do have... I was. I do. Yes, I think they'd make some good discussion pieces. But I they, already have some <laughs> well, thoughts queued up and some questions. So. Well, see, that's perfect. That's perfect. And those, the other ones I sent you, and there's two of them, I think, do get into like the sort of nuance, nitty gritty of the rules, which is right. the mundane shit. So I think it's good that we just did like, wow, look at that man run first. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Larry Allen run. He's a gazelle, Brad. <laughs> People looking for cord blood find Larry Allen running like a gazelle. Yep. Donate cars, Illinois. <laughs> you know, if you're looking for virtual data rooms, Larry Allen's your guy. I wonder if Larry Allen uploaded this. He did. Well, whoever did, did make... Almost half a, excuse me, half a mil views. That's got to be like, you know, $250. Something like that, probably. It's pretty good. I think they pay more when people are, are going there or interested in cord blood. <laughs> I'm very interested in cord blood and futuristic architecture. All right. Are we going to... Uh... Anytime. <laughs> Put this thing out of its it misery. Out of its misery. Oh wow! <laughs> All right, listener. Um, keep looking up. Dripping and cord keep blood everywhere. Catching the balls. We'll see you next time. Go team trackball.